This is show 42 of the audio podcast, which we haven't given a title to yet. What should we call this? M4U. Tap at M4U, that might do that. Tap fine. on tour. T- tap on tour, that could also work as well, which is cool. Yeah. Hello, our online listeners. We're live in Leicester. Very tired. Welcome. We have an audience. Hello, audience. Hello. Hey. Yeah. Um, for the people who are our podcast subscribers, this isn't a normal show. So there. Which is great. Uh, Sam, you want to go for it? We have a, an interview. Sam Freeman is going to be interviewing for us. So. Am I? Yeah, go for it. That's cool. Hello, so we're at the Phoenix Square in Leicester and um, with the audio podcast for the Max4U convention thing. Um, I'm Samuel Freeman. I'm Scott McLaughlin. I'm Adam Yanch. And I'm David Zuccarelli. And David, you gave the opening talk yesterday. And what was that about? What was it about? Tell me. Uh, the title was about improving max your max patching, but it was more of a kind of philosophical look at max patching, or less practical and more theoretical. I thought it was about getting a, conceptu- a conceptual grasp on your coding, having an understanding for large-scale functions and basic archetypes. That's, that's what it felt like to me. Okay. Well, uh, what did it feel like to me? Uh, I guess I was... Um I was trying to look at my own life and uh, the little patches that I made uh, either to test the software or when I actually did something with uh, Max and trying to break it down into um, a little conceptual units, I guess, and um, then thinking, well, if I had those conceptual units, then I could, um, rather than thinking about uh, making something specific, I would start from saying, okay, this is a conceptual unit of uh, I want to be able to trigger things, for example, and then saying, well, how could I trigger stuff, and what could I trigger, and um, maybe that's a, a different way of looking at it, rather than saying, oh, I have this um, old movie projector, and I want to, uh, you know, control it with a typewriter, um, and uh, so you start thinking from the inside out, maybe, or something like that, and then... Um, that gives you something to practice in the domain of Max, rather than being obsessed with the uh, typewriter and the movie projector, and and forgetting about all the stuff you could do in between. Because to some degree, what the, the typewriter is irrelevant because once it's in Max, it's just the numbers from it, and the movie projector is irrelevant because we can just focus on what's going on in between and get better at that, perhaps. Yeah, you could you could get better at the the part in the middle. You could also get better at the typewriter, but that um, the question is um, as a mental exercise: Is it um, interesting to think conceptually about um, what goes in between instead of getting the type the typewriter in the way? Sort of. Is, um, so if you can if you can abstract out more of the functions of what's happening, then you can kind of give a clearer picture of what you're, what you're trying to do, perhaps, or at least for practicing it, for getting better. Right, because maybe the movie projector isn't going to be on the train with you when you're yeah. you have a few minutes to practice. Yeah. Um, so the examples I uh, made just use the computer keyboard and flashing lights and and stuff like that, and then um, I guess you have to imagine the other things that you would do to make it um, uh, cool but certainly the other things that some of the other things that we saw yesterday um, 
are very impressive in terms of the output uh, and the input. Um, and uh, so uh, one thing that I found when I was looking at some of that other work is I was so impressed with the output and the input that I, it was really hard for me to focus on exactly what was going on on the inside. And, um, but that's really where I bet people spend a lot of the time. Um, and um, they probably have a good sense of what's going on on the inside. But as a person trying to, to work in digital media, I think the output and the input uh, that you see often kind of confuse you and, uh, and um, it's really hard to focus on um, what exactly is going on uh, organizationally to make all that happen and um, I think um, just think about um, if you are uh, a, um, a sound engineer and you listen to pop music so um, you can Maybe when you're a naive listener, you hope that you're listening to the whole thing and kind of consuming it and enjoying it or whatever. But then the moment that you uh, actually know something about sound engineering or whatever, then you start to hear it more analytically. And so I'm, I'm, maybe I'm thinking about um, when you look at uh, interactive works to have that same critical uh, and uh, analytical uh, point of view. It's like, what's going on on the inside of this? Not just, you know, though, hey, those 3D graphics are really smooth and, um, and that um, device that's being used to um, navigate around in this 3D space. Well, that's kind of cool. It feels really interesting. I've never uh, touched anything like that. Well, that's, it is cool. That's certainly a big part of... Uh, our experience, but then there's also this thing going on in the inside to connect those two things. And um, what what is really going on there? It feels like for a lot of designers, and that that they they don't want you to think about that. They want that all to be hidden away, and you don't have to think about the mechanisms. You just have the input and the output, and the relationship between those. If it's done well, should be obvious, or at least should be something that doesn't get in the way of the user's experience. Right, but as a as a person trying to improve our own ability, then you can't just consume it in the same way as the, um, the person trying to have the magical Absolutely. experience. We have to have the critical approach. Okay. So, one of the things we brought here is um, Max Articulate. It was Max Gerard's, but um, we we appropriated it, and it kind of fits in with your kind of focusing on what's on the inside. So, the precepts of the game is that. Um, there's a max patch that shows that, that brings up the name of an object and you have to describe that object without saying its name to someone um, yeah so we'll probably have some bits of that cut in now um, but just um, as a closing to this introduction what, um, get some thoughts for you on, from you on that you, you had a go at this yesterday did you enjoy that? I did enjoy it um, and um, I would uh, I'd like to have the patch to uh, to play it with my coworkers and maybe even my family, <laughs> uh, you know, we we have similar games. Then the the um, our kids really like that, and uh, so uh, it, it's um, it's really interesting to um, take your experience playing Boggle or these other games like that and try to apply it to this domain where you never thought that uh, it would actually apply, but. Uh, so you have a you have the name of an object that um, 
has like two parts to it, a screen size, for example. How do you talk about the screen size without either using the word screen or size? It's um, it's interesting. The other thing I, that I mentioned yesterday was the um, the fact that um, because the objects are often situated in a visual context, um, we never think about them in words. So, uh, for example, I noticed a lot of people very um, having a very difficult time uh, trying to describe the number box. Right. Because <laughs> um, it has its own kind of visual identity and um, it's always kind of there without talking about it. And um, when you actually have to describe it, uh, it's very difficult. And this is actually a, um, a problem we have with our documentation, too, because really documentation um, assumes that you're going to describe things in words, but um, it's not, doesn't really cover it in a certain way. And um, so I, I applaud you for, for identifying <laughs> this, this kind of interesting, uh, I don't know what what you call it, but it, it reminds me of this, uh, you know, the thing where you have a self-referential system that can't talk right. about itself or something like that. <laughs> it's all gone yeah. That's great. So that's going to be available on wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk, and I think there's a talk about to start, so we better get going. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. This is Adam Yanch, and uh, I'm here at the uh, M4U Expo um, for the audio podcast, and I'm talking with David Butler, who... Is, uh, who has created the uh, imp.dmx for Max MSP and Jetta, which is a DMX lighting system for Max. Um, David's here with me now, and we're going to have a little chat about the system. So uh, can you give us a... Ha- Hello, David. <laughs> Hi. Um, uh, can you give us a, a quick kind of overview of uh, what your system does? Well, it's, it's designed to be an easier way to... Uh, implement DMX in a Max patch. Um, it's not a full-featured solution. It's it's just for dealing with moving the data around, collating it, and then getting it to the hardware output. I kind of the way I was seeing it when I made it was if if Max had native DMX objects, what would they do? And this is designed to kind of uh, fulfill those functions. Okay, so in a way, it's kind of like. You, you've thought maybe, maybe it's kind of like the, the DMX version of like the MIDI out and MIDI yeah, it's, and uh, all it's, the it's kind of it's kind of the equivalent objects um, that, to deal with MIDI data, but for DMX and focused towards the kind of things then things that come up when you're doing lighting, really. Okay, so when you when you create uh, objects on in Max, uh, how do they interface with each other? Can you just give us a, a Okay. Just show me well, this, and I'll basically, try and describe it. Basically, it works around it works around a, a jitter, jitter matrices. These okay. are actually they're not um, objects as such, not written in C code. They're actually all abstractions. So it's just basically a collection of max objects, which means it's reliable, and also means that it works on both Windows and Mac because there's no custom code, and it's fairly easy to maintain and change if people want to do that. Okay. Uh, but the basically way it works is you have somewhere in your patch a master output. And that's an object called uh, imp.dmx.read, and that uh, spews out all the information from the matrix, which is obviously held in memory in the same place. Uh, and so then you, to that, you can attach whatever way you're outputting DMX, whether that's by a hardware interface, so you'd use the, the object for that hardware interface, which are various ones are available, or you can use Artnet, which is an um, IP protocol 
for transmitting DMX over a network, and lots of lighting equipment now supports that directly by plugging an Ethernet cable in. Okay. Um, and it's also useful just to send DMX to another to another computer or to another program on the same computer. Uh, but that's an object to transmit on that is included in the package of Inbuilt DMX. So that's your that's your output um, for getting data into the matrix to be outputted. There's a few different ways, but the simplest way is Inbuilt which you just you give it the channel number you want to write onto, and then feed it a list, and it will write that list into uh, up to the end of the list. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's that's the simplest way. There's there's also more specific things with uh, dot with dmx.get and dmx.put, which you can specify specific channel numbers to get and read information from. Uh, which is just you know it's 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 designed to be open ended. People can use it how they want to, but it it makes that kind of thing simpler than having to because you can deal with dmx channel numbers directly. Uh, rather than having to do the jitter thing where you've got to start on zero. And there's various other things. That ju- that it just makes the jitter matrix system more suited to dealing with DMX. So because it's hosted in Max, then you can use the internal Max object. So up on the screen now, you've got a, a swatch. So you can use that to directly um, Absolutely, yeah. say, OK, because, this is the color I want. Because uh, the fixtures generally, if they're LED, they support RGB color mixing. Or if they're... Um, normal lights then they'll have often they have colour filters in which is subtractive colour mixing so you just invert it. Uh, but then exactly I mean you can see here I've if I just move that around it pretty much exactly matches what I've selected because it's yeah. just the same values. So you can use all those interface widgets and for example this I've got a uh, um, uh, pick slider here which is two axis slider controlling the movement. So you can then but I mean you could do it anyway. You could link it to an OSC input or a MIDI input if you wanted. Yeah. Um, you can. It's just it allows you to create that interface. It's bringing the ability to send and receive DMX into Max. Cool. Just so everyone knows, um, David's got his uh, MacBook Pro connected up to a monitor here, and on the monitor is a kind of 3D rendered environment of a band on stage, and he was moving the uh, the color swatch in Max, and it was changing the color of the uh, lamps. And he was also using an XY controller to change the positioning. So that's kind of an idea of um, what you could do. But I, I'm sure it's a lot deeper than that, and it all depends on the fixtures that you yeah, have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to. Um, another thing, I've, I, the way I've done this, this, this fixture is, is um, has a certain map of how, what DMX channels do what on the fixture. So uh, you basically have to get the manual for whatever lights you're using and look and see what what maps to what. And then here, this is just very simply um, choosing, putting those in the right place with pack objects yeah. to create a list which is the right format. And does this rendered environment, is that part of... No, that's, that's that a separate... Pro- I'm just using that to display because I can't bring a whole lighting rig in here. Cool. Yeah. And so uh, what kind of ideas have you got with this? Uh, are you going to be applying it to anything... Um, in the future? Well, what I'd like to do now is this, I originally built this because I was doing a lot of DMX um, applications for people and just wanted a quick way to be able to put these things in place. Um, what I'd like to do now, having seen how useful it is, is to, is to actually do native objects and write them in C. Um, and we can get more, we can get better performance that way um, used by, uh, by coding Jitter objects directly. And also there's quite a, a few extra functions that having used it now I've found, such as um, kind of more direct MIDI conversion and some stuff, some DSP stuff. Yeah. So analyzing amplitude and creating some basic 
basic kind of sound to light things like that. Okay. So that's that's my next step, really. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, but all this, all the the entire package is freely uh, downloadable from my website, which is uh, theimpersonalstereo.com. Excellent. So that was uh, David Butler, uh, the imp- theimpersonalstereo.com, um, and his imp.dmx for Max, MSP, and Jitter. Thank you, David. Thank you. Oh, so um, Franz Rossetti, I think. Um, so Franz, you're giving performance tonight? Yeah, uh, I will give performance here. Uh, everything obvi- obviously is all based in Max, uh, the audio part and the visual part. Uh, first of all, uh, I want to say hello to everybody. Uh, I come from Italy, so I'm pretty happy to be there. Um, yeah, well, I think we're not support pushing it out very much, but okay. we're just using it mostly for the recording. Uh, so. so the performance you will see tonight is called Petline Number One, and is a part of a triptych uh, that me and Leila uh, are working on it. Um, uh, basically, as I said before, it is a generative stuff for the visual part, and almost generative for the audio part. Okay. Uh, I use the same software for uh, all my music projects. The software I made is called Onegumi. And you can see that on my website, if you want, it is franzrosati.com. Yeah, we'll put that in uh, our show notes at wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk. Yeah. And uh, well, I think that's all. Uh, um, okay, yeah. If you, if you have some question, I can. Um, well, we put it down as an interview, but it wasn't a chance for you to talk. So the g- generative aspects of your work what are they based on? Okay, the generative aspect is um, based on uh, taking some kind of uh, uh, noisy stuff and fractal stuff and uh, tractor stuff and put uh, on, a, um, on a 3D shape uh, to shape some drawings that Leila made on uh, with um, ball pen on paper so we reproduce it as a 3D stuff, visual 3D stuff and uh, <coughs> connect it with sound uh, to the sound, so the shape is morph um, have morphings with the sound and uh, something stuff like that you will see later. Okay, and um, in terms of the performance, what kind of what might we expect to see from you guys? So there'll be some sort of projection, obviously, but what what will you be doing? Okay, we basically control the sound and the visual part uh, with a basic controller. MIDI controller, and um, we, we, we like to, um, to work uh, with a sort of storyboard for the performance. So uh, basically I start by myself uh, some, some years ago as an improviser with audiovisual stuff. But with Leila I started to improve, we started to improve a sort of storyboard for the performance. So uh, we have basically microstructures uh, four big microstructure in which they, uh, in which we improvise and we do stuff, uh, un- uh, unpredictable stuff. Okay, uh, everything is uh, w- w- want to represent a sort of a creator, virtual creator. Uh, this is uh, organic uh, and uh, more um, near to a sort of a city landscape, you know. So the passage between nature and technology and stuff like that. If you want to give a, a, an artistic, uh, more artistic uh, sense to it. Okay. Um, does anybody else have any questions? Sir? So, thank you very much, and we'll see you later. Thank you. Okay. So, I think the next thing we're going to do is we've seen. 
a few of you to play this already. So we're going to do um, Max Articulate. I'm describing. Alright. Just, I want to. So am I guessing then? You can all guess. Okay. I can't, so I can't see the screen. I can't so see the screen either, but I'm going to press the buttons. So I've got to not look that way. Can you turn the computer that way? No, it's not on the screen. It's, it's only over there. That's fine. Oh, we're off. How does that happen? Go. Okay, then. I'll so skip that one because I saw it. Okay, so here's our first. Uh, it's a max object. Um, you would use it if you were using a tom tom. It would help you with doing this. Tom tom. Beat tom a sat nav. Yeah, yeah. As, as sat. A sat nav. Yeah. You do you use it as. No that isn't subject. a max object. No, it isn't. Come you could ever use it to navigate, though, if I was taking a particular re Drive? recommended method of getting there. Somebody may have given me directions, and they would be a... Map? Map? Z-map? No. Um, okay, in the max world, I'd use it if I wanted to direct a message into a particular location or a particular Trip, uh, value in route. some way. Thank you. Yep. Route. I'll have a different one, please, Bob. Okay, uh, no, I have a different one again. That's going to be... Th Okay, this is a maths object. It's not a subtraction, but Plus. it's the option. Thank you. Uh, it's a mathematical option. It isn't the one that you get at the beach, though. It's the other one as well. You Sign. sometimes see it with co something. Cos? Co Cosine. No, but the co isn't there. Sine? Oh. Am I guessing as well? I don't even know. I don't know. I am, apparently. Time's up. Okay, score two. That was pretty bad. That was very bad. Very poor. Okay. Let's, does, um, does anyone want to, to come up two? Co and guess? Or? Yeah, hey. Thank you. Okay, can you can you introduce our, our next describer? Hello, describer. Um, we met yesterday. This is Mike. Hi, I'm Mike. Are you ready? Yep. Um, just shout past if you need to. Okay. And I'll um, I'll not look and I'll be guessing as well, but I think Adam's the main main guest. I'm, I'm the main guest, and I'm in the spotlight. <laughs> um, then let's go. Can you see the time? Pass. Pass. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Um, a measurement of sound. Uh, decibels? Yep. Um, Is it A to DB, DB to A? DB to A, good. Fun buff? Yep. Keep going, we're on against the clock. Um, you would. Uh, you would. You would initiate something with a. Bang? Uh, no. Uh, load bang? Load bang. No, it's nothing like that. It's it's not uh okay, pass this one, I'm failing. Um you see them coming out of uh they they funnel water down from the top, you know, when uh, uh, it rains. Like spray? No. Um they funnel water down. The first drain. one is drain. Pipe. Yes, you got it. Fail. Well I'll beat yours got it. <laughs> Anyone else want to have a go? The uh, the fun buff, by the way, the fun buff was a complete guess. That was brilliant. We, we, we had a little, we had fun joke. buff yesterday in the in the trials, and uh, um, I think the laugh from Scott was probably related to that. So it was a kind of guess. Anyway, I'm going to swap. So Scott, you can be the uh, the guesser now. Okay, Scott we have Hewitt guessing. Scott Hewitt guessing. I feel this sabotages our academic rigor and such in this experiment. Now. I have to look this way. Okay, when you've got lots of audio things that you want to happen all at the same time, you so polytilde. Yep. Uh, mathematical thing, uh, the opposite of squared. That's cheating. <laughs> yes. Uh, technically, you didn't say it properly. Root tilde? <laughs> Square root, I didn't see it. We're but moving on. Uh, if you've got lots of. 
audio analysis, a thing for putting audio analysis stuff in. Oh, um, FFT. PFFT? Yes. Uh, it's a type of wave. It's the one that does that. Sine wave? No. Cosine wave? Triangular wave? Square yes. wave? Triangle. Uh, yeah, okay. Try away. So oh, try. skip. Skip. <coughs> Words. UI object. Message. Root. Uh, t text box. You said text. Text. Good enough. Skip. That one oh. lost it. Five. You got five. Any other volunteers from the audience of distinguished Max users and skilled? Oh, fantastic stuff. Come on yeah. Are you happy for me to con continue as your guesser, or? That's great. Oh, or do you have a friend you'd like to volunteer to the role instead, perhaps? I wouldn't want to make them suffer. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for volunteering. They, they must be a real friend. That's great stuff. Exactly. Uh, Brett, yes, thank you. When oh, sorry. <laughs> um, are you ready? I'm ready. Oh, next, please. Yes, when you need to, you're working with uh, rhythms and transport, and you need to change one kind of uh, time measure into another. Um, M to sum? Uh, no, this would be for between the different kinds of uh, time measurements that transport could use, or that you could designate times in, in metro, so you need to go between one kind of time measurement and another. Oh, is this like a quantized milliseconds or a duration? And I don't use the transport in max, so I should probably think okay. about that. Like between BPM and milliseconds, so. Metro. <laughs> of course, if you don't use transport, then we're kind of stuck here. Yeah, I'd say, yep. I'd say pass it, apologize. Right. Or if you're working with one language and you need to change it into another language, you... Cast? Uh, if you change German and you change it into French... Translate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, you need to drop a, a, a video file into your project. <clears throat> oh. yeah. Would you like another go? It sometimes yeah, can be hard, yeah? I was dreadful there. I'd like to apologize. <laughs> Just so people know, I don't do translate. I don't really work with movies. <laughs> don't work do with pictures. Max at all, actually. I, I do work with Max. I do a lot more Max than MSP. Let's put it that way. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Ah, we need to compare two numbers. Equals. <laughs> and we want to see if one is uh, below another. Greater than, less than. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, sine function. Uh, Cosine. Skip. Yes, one of the things for dealing with uh, text. Um, text box, text edit. Uh, Actually, I can't remember exactly message. what that one does. We'd better, we better skip one. Okay. <coughs> yes, so you're working with uh, binary numbers and you want to move your ones and zeros one direction. Uh, bit shift. Okay. Um, skip. Yeah, so we're working with, uh, we're changing how fast something's playing. Rather than metro, we might use the blank object. Phaser. Uh, Groove, circular. Uh, that was tempo yeah. three, it was good. Well done. Good work. Hey. <laughs> Do we have any more volunteers? What's the current benchmark? What have we, five? I think five was the highest, yeah. Uh, uh, oh no, so what's Scott Muck? Oh, that wasn't just now, that was earlier, I think. We did nine yesterday. Did we do nine yesterday? Yeah. A any more volunteers out there? I I'm more than happy to rescind this role to a more <laughs> capable participant, perhaps yourself. Oh, you were kind of leaning forward there and that kind of eagerness to leave your seat. Kind of <laughs> like. 
No. A any other volunteers, or is, is Adam going to go for the win here? Perhaps Adam's going for the win. No pressure. It's all right. Adam, you aren't. Thank you. Okay, Adam, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm Adam, I'm ready. Go. Um, if you drink too much. Drunk. Um, if you take away something from a location to a file. Strip path. Um, increase numbers. Ink. Increment. Uh, in a loop kind of way. You connect it to a metro. Metro to this. Counter. <laughs> Next, please. Um, it's a kind of filter. Um, is it kind of filter? Next, let's see. Let's go to the next one. Where's on okay. the phone, teeth? Um, UI uh, thing, you can put a big colour in it and use it as a backdrop. Panel. Yeah. Uh, locomotive. Train. Uh, it's a kind of um, trigonomic thing. Sine, cosine, tan, uh, First tan one. H. Sine. With Sine X. No. Sine H. Yes. Um, next. That is a kind of filter. Next. <laughs> um, to degrade a... Ah. Six. Well done. I definitely know all the uh, mathematical functions in max now in the way that I... Because we've been playing this the past few days. Never known them before. And um, I think it, the more you play it, because the same ones come up sometimes, so it's, it just gives you an advantage. Okay. Um, well, this game is going to be available online. Did you get six? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did quite well. You did well as well, though. Independent scoring. Shall well, we move on to our, our questions, then? Let's, yeah, not? let's move on. And, I mean, we can, this is probably a good time to um, actually introduce more about who we are, or if we already did that. No, let's do the questions. I think okay. we we'll do the questions. So, so we... Um, am I doing them? Yeah. Okay. So we, we have two questions that we'd really welcome your, your, your thoughts on, really. Um, both match-related, which you'd be not surprised to hear. Um, if you don't mind speaking to a mic, then we can capture it, which makes it much more interesting for people who are just listening. Um, and we've got some fairly lengthy cables, with us, so hopefully we'll make it maybe. Um, our first question was, what kind of things, uh, now that we've Max 6 has appeared, it's uh, always good to be impatient and demanding, so uh, we, we'd, be really, we'd be really interested to know what kind of thoughts people have about things they'd like to see in Max 7. So does everybody have a, a, a crazy feature they think should be a crucial part of Max 7? Uh, we'd love to. We'd, we'd love some thoughts about what what that might be, or what you'd really like to be, what you'd like to have in there. Yeah, let's let's come out. Halfway, that's good. Um, yes, one of the things that I've always wanted um, is some kind of uh, mini editor sequencer kind of thing that you can lock to an audio rate. Um, kind of sample based thing so I feel that one of the things that Max doesn't do particularly well is um, rhythm like really really sort of complex rhythm and a lot of stuff that I the software that I make I'm, I'm, I'm taking MIDI from other programs so I feel like if I could have a nice little MIDI editor um, so, so a kind of it, upgraded sequence and then link so it into like transport and this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But there's a couple of people doing things already, and I think for, for some reason in Mac Six they dropped support for. I think there was a native thing that was it, it had something similar to that, but it didn't seem to have, have got the amount of um, sort of effort put into it that I would have liked to see. But I, this is I think because I don't use Ableton Live. 
that's that's what and I'm thinking is that, down with that and, and I think there's a lot of people that for some reason they don't get on with live for whatever reason yeah. and, and they're kind of left to their own devices a little bit in Max to, to try and get to a point where you can you know use use something like that so and, and people have limitations I can't program something like that myself would you maybe consider um, a link up with another sequencer that was more like a kind of traditional DAW, or would you prefer to have it all done within the Max environment? Oh, are you talking like rewire? Um, well, no. I mean, um, take the sequence. So, if we consider the the link up with Ableton, is so that you can kind of give Max some um, a, a way of making kind of. Uh, dance-based tunes, but having kind of Max processing involved and not having to program all the complicated stuff in Max. But is there a, a sequencer that you would kind of, if you could put Max processing into a, another sequencer, would there be a sequencer that you would um, want to do well, that? Yeah, with? I started off using Cubase, so I think a lot of a, a lot of people that will have started using one sequencer find it a bit difficult to to learn a new one. And I was I was speaking to someone today about the the ease at which I can edit audio, I can make them rhythmical things in Cubase, I can just do it a lot quicker than I, I can do it in any, any other program, and mm -hmm. I don't think I just think it does that really well um, that would be another nice thing as well I think people have tried to do that in the past like actually audio sequences in Max, do you remember um, Lee that went to, to Huddersfield? Lee Freeman? Yes he, um, no not Lee Freeman Someone else. It was the guy. It, he, he, he taught back to people. A very wide audience. In, in <laughs> about five years ago. Um, it's not Lee, I don't think. Anyway, there was a guy, and he made he made like a copy of Reason essentially, um, and he was working on basically a DAW made in Max, um, which was a bit ridiculous because it's like there's no point in reinventing the wheel yourself no. as a Max developer. You want to no, but I think there's parts of of the digital audio workstation that. That are good that I think you you lose and you and you always try to incorporate. I mean that's able to mind, you know. If I use that, I'll be okay. But I don't. So, so, uh, so we now kind of stretching the realms of possibility for Max Seven. What we would like to see is Max for anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Max for every yeah, DAW. Well, maybe so some kind of an API or some kind of protocol for integration with. Well, yeah. Any other sequencer, because there's no well, point in working directly with Cubase. Someone will want it with Logic or yeah, yeah, Digital yeah. Performer or something. Yeah. But some kind of universal API, maybe. And I think everyone hates the fact that plugins dead. Bring it back in Mark Seven. <laughs> I, I think we should uh, we should see if there's any other questions out there. Any other suggestions? Yeah. Any other suggestions? Thank you very much for that. I, I think our chances of seeing a, a sequencing oriented version of Max are very slim. Um, I would suggest the reason for that is actually because if you make a kind of sequencer or a door, it's important to be able to have cut down versions of it. You know, like, you know, various kind of light, light pro yeah, these kind yeah. of light things. And Max having an X at the end of its name is going to make it problematic to have kind of cool X extension stripped down light versions. Uh, maybe. You I think, think it's Ma probably more the, the fact that it's Max quite hard LE, to do Max rather, than, rather than the name. No, I, I think the name's going to be the main stumbling block. Yeah, Scott, you could argue that there are different stripped-down versions of Max MSP, because can, can you still buy just Max on its own? And then, you know, Jitters and Extra, is is that still separate? I don't know. And then Gen isn't a thing that's well, Gen, separate Gen now, so you can... Extra, so that's the only extra bit. No, I, I, think, I, think so. anyway. I think that's a great feature, though. It doesn't interest me, though.
Any other questions? Any other questions? Or any other feature requests? That you'd like to max? I can hear someone's working on their um, ready steady patch. Yeah. Well, it's nice having a little bit of noise. <laughs> I really enjoy it, actually. We, we got any other features that people would like, or the things that people don't like about six they'd like removed. Oh, that would be even more fun, actually, if we had features to be removed. Oh, Brett, I'd, I'd like to be able to make plugins again. Yeah. Brett would like to be able to make plugins. There is a one person applauses openly. Other people uh, lean back with a sense of satisfaction that somebody's articulated their opinion for them. Good work there. Thank you very much. I. How many people have already used Max Six or are now regularly using it? Okay. And how many people miss making plugins? Well, I, I presume you were making plugins with plug, like using Plugo to go into mm -hmm. other things. And is there, would, would you want to be able to go back to like audio unit based plugins or is that the kind of thing you'd want to do or VST based plugins or what's the? Yeah, because I'm continually thinking of processes that I want to be able to drop into a, into a sequencer that I work with, uh, that I work with, which is not Ableton, right? So. Ooh, another, another sequencer. Perhaps this sequencer deeper sequencer integration thing is something that people are really interested in. Then, is with, and the plugin thing would be one part of that, perhaps. Oh, know. one cool thing would be a plugin that you open, and it's got Max inside it, so you can just patch it straight there in the uh, in the DAW in its separate window. That'd be pretty cool. Max VST. Yeah. I like yeah, your dream. Yeah. Well, you'll be amused. You're like, why would anybody want to do that? Well, I don't know if it'd ever work within the VST thing, but the who was it that recently released a new st a new plugin standard which enabled um, oh, so Melodyne? Oh, it, yeah, yeah, the Presonus in Studio One version two. So that's that's a um, people who uh, we talked about that a few shows ago. Um, so what's it do? Whereas the norm, whereas the VST API kind of the host delivers you a a few samples, and you process them and spit them back out, buffer at a time. For things like um, Melodyne, where they do complicated pitch analysis and things, they want access to the whole audio file. They want they need to know what's on all of the audio track, not just real time what's happening now. So this this new protocol, I don't know much about it, but it is giving access to the whole track in yeah, a it, very it's, different ways. So, so that you can design a, a plugin that works at a lower level within a host sequencer. So far, it only works in. Uh, Studio One, which is PreSonus's uh, DAW. We'll see how far that gets. But they, they basically pulled off a big coup with having Melodyne built straight into Studio One, not as a plugin, so, but kind of at a lower level, so it integrates better. But yeah, I mean, doing, I, I don't see how it can be that difficult to do a Max thing in a plugin, because in the end, you can just send a, send a stereo audio out, out of a plugin. Out of a, like a VST wrapper, so it's like a wrapper for VST for Max. That's that's something that would be cool. Anyway, that's uh, that's me. I feel the uncontrolled urge to weigh in about other languages, but we're not going to do that. So, just in <laughs> case anybody else was about there, we're we're here at Max conference. Let's remember. Cool. So, uh, any other things like people would like in Max Seven? Oh yes, Max Seven. Max 7? So, yeah, what, what would you... Okay, well, basically, um, I had a problem myself with audio interfaces. Okay, um, yeah. I've tried something last year, um, and I was trying LFCC USB 8.0, and then I had to spend another couple of hours on the internet, because this device wasn't recognized by Max. And I don't know if there's any website or any link I can go to and check which are one of the 
all the interfaces are not actually going to work with Emacs because you know I bought that stuff and then I wanted to use it for Emacs and I wasn't able to. So I don't know. There is a problem with Alessis by itself as with all the interface. Basically, I could happily use input um, live input of the, the microphone, you know, using like this. But then there's lots of problems with the feedback, so I prefer to have a proper audio interface as a MIDI input, you know, and uh, all of this stuff, and it just doesn't work. So I don't know if anybody could look into it, like Alexis audio interface as USB interface for um, for Max. That's a tricky one because it could be anywhere along the, the line. It could be Alexis, it could be Cycling's problem, it could be Apple's problem. Yeah. Um, is, is it? Yeah, are I you on OSX? Yeah, I think that was something to do with between Max, Apple, and Alexis. This this name. The uh, um, the trifecta. This is apparently for Alexis devices, no others. Oh, that's a that's a tricky one. But yeah, I mean. They're going business. I don't know. Don't Everybody just complaining on the internet. Oh, oh you're talking you're about Alexis. Yeah. Well, we we have known to for kind of. We we have we get into trouble for these remarks. Yeah. We have to be careful about these remarks. Has anybody else bought an Alessis audio interface? Yeah, I, I bought one. Does yours ago. work? Uh, with Maximus P, it works. Well, I bought it a few years ago. I haven't used it for a while, but it works a couple of years ago with the old Max. Yeah, it's fine. An important thing to do with buying like a, a big a kind of big purchase would be to uh, double check and even confirm with the place you're buying it that you can return it if it doesn't work. Um, because then if you find it doesn't work and you're not happy, you can return it and get something else. So uh, that's a good tip that has helped me in the past as well. So um, I, I might weigh in and say I've had problems with USB audio interfaces. Um, the Griffin iMic, I'm sure, it, I'm sure it was working fine, but it developed a thing where as soon as I switched on the audio, it just crashed out. Um, and then when I disconnected that, it was fine again. I, so I didn't go... Follow through and debug all this because yeah, I, I just go for things that work. Well, you know, because I thought, okay, when I'm opening the program, I thought, okay, I'm plugging the device, then I'm opening the program, and and then I have to close it again to open again for all of this to be, um, you know, kind of map together. Um, and yeah, it happened. Just all day, turned it off, and Max just quit by itself. Like, you know, there's, you know, I have to the first quit, and I just didn't get it. So yeah, Max mysteries. I will check that first before buying. Good plan. Well, Good plan. well, while I'm in danger of making a confession which would make my attendance here kind of weird, uh, I, I run an operating system which uh, suffers from a notorious lack of uh, manufacturer device driver support on a daily basis, more daily than anything else that would support. And it, it's very interesting, actually, because USB, there is a USB audio definition which should be class compliant and should always work. And it, it's actually really quite interesting, the number of devices which claim to be USB class compliant, which when you plug them in, don't work. Mm -hmm. And I think there's there's a lot of kind of stuff going in there. I, I've spoken to a couple, I've contacted a couple of manufacturers about it. Part of the luxury of having this kind of show is that we get to send cheeky emails to people and ask them for responses <laughs> and they tend to reply to us, which is nice. But um, yeah, and, and they, they kind of confess that there's problems with the USB standard of what a class compliant audio device would be, and hence they add their own kind of software glue to fill in the gaps as to, as, as to what they as to what they want in there, so that's th that's kind of the thing there. I, I guess if you, well, hey, I could try and try and flog a piece of hardware. If you're interested in any Motu hardware, <laughs> which runs on a Firewire bus, does work perfectly well for Max. I have a Mark Two Eight Two Eight, which is ten years old and works perfectly to this day. Uh, which I can't afford to buy a Mac that has a Firewire port on it anymore. As so. we've said many times, we are not actually endorsed by. Any We're not endorsed by Motu, by the way. We just have stacks of their hardware, just because I 
I buy it and it never breaks, so I buy another piece and it's still got the original bits that still works. I think. And anyway. you can buy that on. Uh, no. www. It's not actually for sale. I'm sorry. I'm actually keeping it now. Motustore.com um, next week. And I'm, I'm keeping it. I have a really cool project, which I'm keeping it for now. Okay, we'll, um, we'll see if there's any more, but for anyone that's been um, patching away, this is the email address to send, um, so show at theaudiopodcast.co.uk, um, where you can email us anytime, but especially with these patches now, and I'll, uh, we'll um, get some of them up here and collectively decide which one's best. So if you could draw your patching to a close and save it and send it this way. Do, do we have any other missing Max features? or Oh, yeah. we got two. Although, I don't know, maybe this one's changed in six, but I would really like to be able to have uh, you know, the folder that I have my project in, have folders in it with stuff in it, and Max finds that without me having to touch the search path. Uh, that, that's a good one. Yeah. You, I, want, you want proper project management? <laughs> well, just at least, you know, at the projects down, go down in any folders under that when searching for a file. That, that would be cool. So pro- proper project encapsulation, and not having to worry about search paths and, and that kind of thing. Am I the only person who wants version control as well? I came to the suspicion I was the only person who wanted version control on Max patches, but would other people find that useful? No, I'm alone in that. We probably course, would so. when it if they implement it. We'd probably find it incredibly useful, but uh, it's just we don't know yet. Okay. I'd quite like to see voice control patching. Oh, now that would be awesome. Yeah, Voice like, control patch. Yeah, trigger word, so something like max. So max, create new object, create new number of objects, set value to 100, load bang, send bang, win, whatever. Just always that directed patching. Will there, be, uh, will, will there have um, eye tracking so it'll just put it where you're looking? Oh. <laughs> Incredible, yeah. You could, you could probably build that in Max. Make that in Max and then use it. Cool, go ahead. You could connect it up to a, to a Microsoft <laughs> Connect system. That'd be kind of fun. And it's the I, I don't know your name there, but are you are you volunteering to build this? Because this is an exciting <laughs> project. Boy, I'd like to suggest. Yeah. Google.com is absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely stuff. We might have to run a sine wave <laughs> through that. Um, we look forward to release version one very much. <laughs> we've I, I don't know if we've joked about this on air, but we have I've speculated about how the um how a three D match packs would work, like the what what that would be like if your match patch itself was. Was, yeah. Well, that's it. And what would the audio execution be? Because it's right to left. So back to front. Would it? Yeah. That was just, that was a joke. But no one got it. <laughs> awesome. Um, what would anyone think to Max on an iPad yeah. or similar device? That would be a little bit inefficient. Could it handle? A little bit slower, maybe. No. It might be. I think it would be tricky to patch. Mm. It might be cool, but it also might be difficult we in some other ways. iPads as well. Yeah. Well, no, it still work, it'd still run on your Mac or oh, on, on no, your Windows box. If it was there, I'd have to get one. Oh, okay. So, David Ziccarelli, it's a very good idea to make um, Macs for iOS, for that's iPad. As long as it comes with a free iPad, then you... Ever, well, that, yeah. they'll do a special version with iPad that's like a thousand pounds. Something like that. Well, we have processing on coming out on iPhone and iOS very soon. I know processing is a lot less intensive in lots of ways. But and there's a kind of version of PD through RJDJ. You can have PD on iOS as well. Um, not not PD proper, but kind of the end result of a PD patch. So there's kind of links there. Kind of fun. Or maybe maybe a um, export as iApp button, so you can make a Max patch and compile it direct to a. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, then you can have an, an Android option in there as well, you know. Well, we just adding it to the list of things you should be using. Was it BlackBerry? Or oh, Rim would be dead by that point. We don't need to worry about it. Uh, <laughs> you know, for the iPads, I think that you know, in terms of like drawing the patch lines and things, um, there's lots of devices which are used for architecture. Um, I don't want to drop the name. Um, you know, some people are using them instead of the mouse. They like big pads. So, you know, with iPad it will be easy, you just got a special pen and you pretty much draw on it instead of... Because I've, I've noticed it depends on which mark and it depends what the settings are with the sensitivity mm. of the, you know, of the mouse or touchpad. Sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's harder to patch things around. You just have to be very precise sometimes. We all have our own settings for segment patch cords and all the other little things like if... Uh, if you select an object, it will select the text, or it won't select the text, or it'll do this on and do that. So, speaking, it, there should be some configuration there. I think. The, speaking, of, this is off topic now, but it's kind of related. You yeah. said about um, well, it's Max, it's, it's but and settings. Um, I've, I was going to ask David Zicarelli, but he's gone now, so I can't. So, I've got this theory that the um, the default colours on the Easy Duck and Easy ADC are deliberately rubbish to force you to find out the place where you can change the defaults. <laughs> Does, I mean, do people have thoughts on that, or does nobody else think that the default colours on the Easy Duck and the Easy ADC are rubbish? They are horrible. Because how? When, when is it on? When is it off? You know, it's sort of it's sort of grey. Is that on or off? And now it's sort of grey. Is that? I mean, when when you toggle it, you can see the difference as long as like you haven't got one of them screens that you have to look at at the right angle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've it doesn't help when you change the colours of your like presentation mode, and then you need some crazy colour, and you think yes. So I always have a message box next to the DAC that's called on DSP open. Semicolon. Are you suggesting, Sam, there will be uh, bonus points in the uh, ready JIT.steady patch tilde competition for recolored easy DACs? No, I'm, I'm over. It's not something I'm hung up on. I have no prejudice in this. In Just this And if emailing is free, Emailing is free, and uh, <laughs> you can send as many emails as you want to uh, wiki at the audio podcast. No, that's the not email it, address is, it? is behind you. It's they can see it. Oh, it's show, not wiki. Wiki is dot the audio podcast dot co dot uk. Yeah. Do you need to zip those things up, or should we just? Um, it well, might be easier to zip them actually, because then they'll definitely get sent. They won't or, get mangled by. Or copy compress. I mean, depends how much stuff you've done. I mean. Yeah, we could see you could just stick it in the body of the email. We have another question. There is something um, that might already exist that you guys know about, but um, I'd quite like to see a way to patch multiple items at once. Oh, no, you can do that. Max in five. Max 5, they, uh, it's a, uh, Sam knows the key command. I can't remember yeah. it, but you can do it both ways. You can do it out backwards from uh, an outlet to an inlet, yeah. and then multiple, and you can do it down... I think he means it a case of like, holding a key command, dragging the front and then dragging across. Yeah. yeah, there's a particular key, set of key you, commands that. If you should, that. I think. Are you talking about so you take from one place and to there and there and there and there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's. Is that what you're asking yeah, for? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can do that. How do you do that? Um, oh. If you've if you've got segmented patch cords enabled, then that's the way it behaves anyway. Or is it, no, it's not. It's just hold shift. Or is it? I don't it, it know. Could be control or it's, control is it's such a great thing. <laughs> Completely forgotten how to do it. In, um, I, I warned you, you if you try to, to try to offer exact advice, it would go wrong. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you actually did. Warn me of that. We we had a, a, a Max toolbox, but is it, is it Nathan, <coughs> Nathan Lecoul- There was a suggestion from in front of you as to a solution to this problem. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, yeah, to patch from outlet, from inlet to outlet is wholly controlled. Um, patching from one outlet or inlet to multiple is wholly controlled. Cool. And presumably you select all those objects before. No, you don't need to, you just hold shift. There you go. Get there eventually. When you let go, it creates another one and. Yes, yeah. it's holding shift like this. Oh, they're saying that you're right, Max Toolbox lets you do that if you just highlight them all and then press one button. I think it's S for more. I think it also lets you connect multiple ins and outs yeah. to yeah. multiple places. Does Max Toolbox work in Max 6? I have no idea because I have Max 6. Anyone tried it? Probably. It works alright in 5 and it was made for 4. Works alright in 5 was made in 4. Yep, cool. That's good reasoning. I like using JavaScript to patch things together. That's nice and fast. I, Ollie had a question. Ollie, and then I've got one. We, we should go one. to Ollie. Well, while, while Scott's heading to Ollie, I just mentioned the uh, another language which I promised not to talk about. But many years ago, maybe four or five years ago, there was a, a, a fork of pure, a PD called Desire Data, which had a whole load of really weird and interesting kind of user interface expo explorations. I forget the gentleman's name who did it, but it was um, lost. Uh, the Lost Festival at the Limehouse Centre down in London was where it was was where it was kind of demoed and they put like this kind of build up which was it was kind of interesting it just explored every possible a whole lot of weird ideas for patching with this graphical paradigm which I think is kind of an interesting thing to look at you're interested in that Ollie uh, on the same kind of note um, there's I don't know if people have used uh, Vidual or Audio Mulch they're two kind of graphical patching uh, packages a bit more high level in a way than Max but uh, both of them have some really nice features for when you're working with an object that's got multiple outputs. Like, say, you're, if you're doing something with ambisonics or you know, a multi-channel synth or something with loads of outputs, um, if you want to insert a multi-channel processor, you can just sort of drag that near the, the output of that object, and it will automatically create loads of wires for you. And I've been doing projects lately with masses and masses of speakers and this kind of feature would be really really cool in Max I think. Yeah, Audio um, Mulch also has an insert between so you can drag an object yeah. onto a line between two objects and it'll, it'll just insert it and fill in the gaps. Yeah, that's exactly the kind of thing I've done. Yep. And Audio Mulch has had that for like maybe 10 years now. Yeah. Mm. Ollie, are these the gravity defying floating speakers by any chance? Suspended speakers. Suspended speakers. Suspended. <laughs> <laughs> he may not be allowed to answer that question, so I'll just pose it as a... Um, we're going to try and interview Ollie at some point. Anyone who's still patching, could you please send your patches? And uh, what's the Wi-Fi password? Uh, okay. Um, whilst, whilst you put that up, I've got a question for everybody. Does anyone have a favourite third-party object or set of objects for Max that they, can, that they can recommend to everyone else? Alex Harker's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've had, Ollie says Alex Harker, and of course we all love Alex Harker at the audio podcast. Do, how many people know, Alex has actually presented on the show, we're based in Huddersfield, so we, we know Alex quite well. Have lots of people used Alex objects? You'd be interested no, in that. You've never heard of them? <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's I have to be honest, I've never used them. You've never used I've them? I've never downloaded them, no. Oh, he's going to be really, like, embarrassed when... I don't know. It's no, it worth fine. checking out. Alex has a bunch of really, really cool objects, particularly for MSP and especially for audio processing. Low-end stuff especially. The Are you on a sales commission for him today? Yeah, I, I get uh, a pint for every person that downloads one. See, that T-shirt he's wearing there, he bought that from Alex Harker money. Alex Harker money. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. that's how I'm doing. Yeah. We didn't know he was being paid. We're sorry. We wouldn't have brought him if we'd known. 
by Alex. Um, I, I'd like to put forward Peter Elsie's L objects for, for list L-objects. processing. I, I, they're L objects. They're L objects for uh, list processing. Um, it's kind of like ZL, but loads more stuff. Um, so I can recommend those. Anyone else? Two. Um, yeah, there was. Uh, I actually bought them. Well, what was the name? I'm just trying to find it on the internet. The C74. The guy that works at. Um, is it a video one? No, no, no. no. It's, it's uh, t- tap tools. That's it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is. Um, he, he was actually offering it free on his on his website. I think you have to pay now, but he but he didn't up until the end of last year. Um, they seem like really. Interesting little uh, like audio effects and delays and things. And I think there might be a free subset. You can yeah. get the big set and the sub- subset you can get the free, yeah. I think. Yeah, not bad. Um. And uh, we can't overlook uh, the, what, what's the one that OSC's in? OSC root and... The CN one. maps. Yeah, you can't overlook the CN map ones. Yeah, OSC root is very useful. Mm. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. You're done. I'm you done. put that. No, it's, that was nice. Put so, the down. J- just as we get the the, if well, you want to send your patches in, because we have to quickly ask. Uh, Sean had asked us just to get a, uh, for people's opinion as to how they felt this has gone. So, uh, how is how has M for you? Though we have very little time before this becomes a cinema and we have to tidy up. Okay. Well, we only have uh, we can't have two patches to choose between. Oh. So, so between Dylan and Matt and O3, there we go. <laughs> Sending your patch. Send your patch now. So does anyone have any comments on M4U, positive or you know, things, things they could work on, or the stuff you'd like to see next time they do this? Awesome. Great. Awesome. <laughs> okay, so that's... So, Ollie's, Ollie's obviously used Patsy, he sent two things. I mean, Polly. Is that, is We're that allowed to. Oh, yeah, we didn't say you can... So... <laughs> um, I think maybe if people want to come up and demo their own patch, that might be the easiest way. Um, or, or do you want me to try and work out how they work? <laughs> Mine is, yeah. Yep. Play away. So okay. I don't know exactly what So we'll start with Batty's game in first. Do we need to establish the mark scheme? Um, do we? Do we? Do we? Do we need to choose a winner? Well, since there's no prize. So this is this. I will unmute the audio. Can you shrink it a bit? Let's shrink so out a bit. Yeah. So oh, that's a good idea. That's a cool feature, isn't it? It is. I, like um, I think I've unmuted, and I'm going to press. So are there any features I've not explored? This is pretty good. Modifier keys. Modifier keys. Oh, cool. Yeah, I keep waiting for it to resolve. I don't see it anymore. Oh, 
to be careful with the um, command um, modifier key. <laughs> Cancel, don't quit Max. Okay. So the. Um, I like that one. Hey, wait, the next one. That was a strong yeah, decisive finish there, Sam. Um, the next one is called. Um, is, is there just which patch? There's two in here. So is it drunk Uzi fight or is it or is it the one with the number two? Anyone? Um, yeah. Drunk Uzi fight. Yeah, one of them. Seems that's a great. Is that the? That's a great name. There <laughs> 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 we go. Um, do I so do I need to switch it on then? Yeah. yeah. Would you like to come? It should be coming out of left and right as well. I can see that it's going left and right on that, but I don't know whether or not that's how it's been routed through. <laughs> Are there features I'm missing? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I um, have to install Max, so I didn't have any minutes. <laughs> That's very good, thank you. And finally, we have a submission from Molly Larkin, which I think, where's my mouse? Come back. Um, which I'm guessing it's the one with the longer name. And wow. All he knows how to win a max patching competition. Um, this is my vote because it's bright green and flashing. Oh man! I, I mean, make it more putrid, but I didn't. Okay, well, I'm going to start pressing keys and see because, like, the audio could swing it. We'll see. Hey, got to turn the gain up. It's gone down a little bit, Ollie. <laughs> I like the bloody use modifiers here too. Very quiet, isn't it? Multiplies and the ones that say multiply 0.0. .0. Oh, below, below poly. It seems yeah. pretty loud in my headphones, but. Uh, well, I guess I'm gonna, I can probably turn it up here. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. Um, and now, if I open anyone else's patch, it's just going to explode anyone. Um, I am pressing keys, by the way. Click the mouse on the patch. Thank you. Any features? No. Okay. Open up the poly. Oh, yeah, you want to see what's going on? It's going to open the wrong window. Hang on. Very good. This is terrible radio, isn't it? Oh, no, they got the audio. 
that's okay. <laughs> We're all sat here, just look, staring at Max Patch, and <laughs> the audience are looking at a patch. <laughs> audience members appear to gasp. <laughs> okay, so um, shall we? Shall we have a show of hands? Um, very good, Ollie. Thank you. I'd like to argue in support of the, uh, the Drunk Uzi fight, because I think that's a great name. Um, that's bias. bias. You've got to be impartial. No, I don't have to be impartial at all. When did we say we were going to be impartial? There's <laughs> nothing impartial about this, by the way. It's opinion, opinion, opinion. I'm still voting for the Uzi Drunk fight. I'd like to encourage people to support me. You know, but um, any, well, uh, let's go for it. Okay, so anyone to support the Uzi Drunk fight? Did you, uh, did you get my already? Oh, it's oh, oh, a late submission. More? Thank you, okay. That's, that's, that's all right. I'm, come on back, Miles. It's capped at 40%. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's downloading. There may not be a mark scheme, but there is a late Six penalty. Five. It was there like, like, like uh, seven minutes ago, maybe. Was it? Okay, oh. okay. We, the, the mate, we'll blame it on email forwarding. Oh, this is good. It did come up. <laughs> oh. Audio. I, I, hang on, let me turn it down a little bit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good name as well. I like that name, The Danger of Space Bars. The Danger of Space Bars. I, I hit the space bar. Oh, oh, oh. I, hang on, I'm going to turn on mirroring. I guess that's. You weren't expecting there to be crazy dual screen stuff going on. Okay. Oh, now you all see my inbox. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to full screen this one. Um, oh, I did it again. That's great. Anyway. Hey. 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 Oh, that's cool. So let's go into thingy mode. <laughs> oh, yes. Hang on a minute. I can't show you what's inside the patch. I can't. Well, that's just that's true. <laughs> hey. And where's the try? Where's the try tilde? You can press oh. escape for... Uh, oh, okay. Oh, maybe just... Oh, uh, there it is. Uh, you, you're missing a load mess or something, I think. Okay. I think patching mode works better. Ah. <laughs> 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 the space bar is actually uh, This is a really good patch, but he's debugging. <laughs> Special debugging award. Okay. That, that's pretty strong as an entry as well. Should we, should we have a, were there any other late entries then? I'm quitting Firefox now, so I don't want to go to my inbox. <laughs> okay then. We have nine minutes. We have, okay, so... All right, let's... Scott, we have nine minutes to pack up. And finish, yeah. yeah. Okay, so nice we to need sleep. to... So thank you everybody for um, joining in. And a oh. round of applause for that patch. That's quite awesome. um, can we put these patches on wiki.theaudio podcast? Does anyone object to that? Mine costs £10. Okay, so you won't be able to see all these, unfortunately, everybody. PayPal link to all these. I'm the pet for mine. Of course. Okay. Are we. And we're probably done? We're probably no, done. No, hold on, we haven't done the vote yet. You see, it's, vote, yeah. I wanted to vote for a winner, but Sam was like not having well, that. Hey, I'm all happy for people's vote, I'm just not going to lead the okay. process. Hands for a dangerous space bars. Oh, that's. You're only allowed to vote once, by the way. One, two, three, four. I'm going to have to monitor that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven, eight. That's a very good observation. We're not going to notice this. Are we doing halves? No. 
Okay, I'm gonna binary. I'm gonna stay over. I think they're all good. Okay, yeah, all good. Um, hands up for Ollie's green monster. His bubbles. We we have two, two, three. Three. I I like the the UC drunk battle. Easy drunk fight. That was that was a good effort there. Uh, we got four for that. I got four. They voted the sec for a second time, so that counts double this time round. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Brett's patch. Oh, yeah, for Brett's patch. One, two, three. But they 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 voted about three times, and you voted twice. I have special privileges. I have a microphone. No, you don't have special privileges. The, the lack of rules thing is falling apart a bit here. I think. I'll okay, <laughs> uh, let's just say that everyone's a winner, and uh, there are no prizes. And there are no Hooray! prizes. So there <laughs> we go. It's a good, it's a good effort. <laughs> But maybe, I, well, maybe people can vote via email. People can like write in because the patches will be online. So we'll announce the winner next week if people want to want yeah, to vote by email. Radio vote. So, hmm? the prize? No, 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 no. There's never a prize. Yes, there's a prize, but it doesn't exist. That's what we said. There is a prize. Oh yeah, we will a prize. send you a match patch with your favourite object in it. Oh, that's a nice prize. <laughs> that's a, that's the prize. A free okay. download of the audio podcast. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, we don't need stickers. That no, costs money. Wrong, wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Okay, we've got to be done, because we've got six minutes to pack up and get out of here before people come watch movies, I think. Okay. Don't forget, there's a show... There's the live performances on later on, as the, as the program says. Uh, you've been a great audience. Thank you very much for, for entertaining us. We hope we entertained you. This is a show 42. Show 42. Of the audio podcast. podcast. Woo! Hooray!